with us today is Senator Joe Lieberman, and uh, he was one heck of a senator, uh, Connecticut, a Democrat, an independent. Uh, he was a nominee for vice president of the United States of America, and one really common sense person. Uh, Senator Joe Lieberman, um, I hope we have a, a, a great New Year's tomorrow. Well, thanks, John. Thanks for your, uh, uh, for your introduction, which is very kind. Yeah, me too. It's been a tough year. Uh, I feel like we're coming out of it, but, boy, do we face challenges here at home and uh, obviously around the world. It's a very unstable time, and we, we need our, uh, Americans to come together, which they don't seem to be doing politically, so that when we face our challenges here at home and our enemies, uh, overseas, like uh, Russia, Iran, etc., we're always stronger if we're united. So that's my prayer for the for the new year, and really for for you and your family, John. And beneath all the headlines, uh, the family is still the most critical. That's the most critical. Society. Health for right. our mutual families in the new year is the most important thing to to to, to us. Amen. Great. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, now, uh, interesting, the last few days, uh, the uh, uh, Suez Canal, the, uh, uh, the uh, France, Italy, and Spain walked yeah. away from the United States of America. Uh, it's like, you know, we don't like your leadership or something. Can you yeah. give us your gut feeling on that? Yeah, I was really uh, uh, disappointed, really upset about it. Uh, I don't think um, the problem here is uh, the the Iran-backed proxies who are threatening uh, maritime uh, passage, but uh, materials, oil, et cetera, commerce going on the waters. And most people don't appreciate that most of our uh, commerce in the world travels uh, by boat, and therefore the security of commercial maritime travel is critical to our economy, to the way we live, inflation, et cetera, et cetera. So now you've got this uh, radical group, the Houthis in Yemen, uh, trained and supplied and, frankly, directed by Iran uh, that are firing missiles and drones at, uh, first they said only uh, commercial ships headed for Israel or, or flagged or owned by Israelis. But now it's broader. And uh, I felt that the U.S. really should respond militarily to what are military actions by the Houthis. In an earlier time, uh, they, uh, they, they would have been considered acts of war. But, um, uh, so, but at least the United States formed this, or tried to form this uh, international maritime safety force to, to uh, protect shipping, particularly in the Red Sea. And um, uh, lo and behold, as you said, um, Italy, Spain, which was the other one, John, pulled out yesterday. Spain, and, uh, Italy, and France. France, I'm sorry, right. And uh, why, I don't know. I, 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 you know. Every now and then I worry that the U.S. is being too passive in response to Iranian uh, provocations and attacks on us, shipping American troops in Iraq and Syria, et cetera. But then it uh, looks like 
some of our allies in Europe are even being weaker than we are. And uh, that's not the way to uh, fix this situation because uh, weakness will be met by more aggression from Iran and their proxies. Uh, I know the administration keeps saying, oh, they don't want to, they don't want to make the, the war in Gaza into a regional war. But the Iranians have already made it into a regional war uh, with the Houthi attacks, with the Iraqi uh, extremist um, or Iranian extremist militias in Iraq and Syria attacking our troops there every almost every day. And they seriously wounded an American soldier just a couple of days ago. We, we responded, but not enough. I, I think we've got to go and militarily strike back at the source of these attacks against us in the Middle East, and that's to hit um, uh, locations in Iran. Let them know how serious we take this. Why should we let them try to kill our troops? And uh, we're, like, not, we're not going back to them. It's like we talked about last time, the uh, the four mullahs in uh, Iran are the uh, what I consider to let the Americans understand what it, what I mean is the Osama bin Ladens of 2023. You are you are absolutely right, John. And um, uh, there Osama bin Laden uh, at the head of a a large country uh, whose economy in some ways is suffering, but in other ways because of oil and the price of oil and the way they managed to get other countries to help them circumvent the sanctions we and others have on them. They're, they're doing okay, but they can't do okay if we expect to have a world in which we and our allies in the Middle East, Israel, and the Arab countries are going to be safe. I mean, make no mistake about it. The Iranians hate America. We're the great Satan. The Israelis are the little Satan, but we're the big one. And uh, their, their, uh, their goals for us are, are frankly, to... Uh, destroy our, our way of life. The, the, the president of Iran spoke at the uh, UN, I guess, last uh, fall, or earlier this fall, during the UN General Assembly, and he basically said that uh, the American system, which has dominated uh, the world since the end of World War II, has failed. It's over. History has moved to another group, and, of course, he thinks it's the extremists um, from uh, Tehran. But, uh, boy, if that happens... It's going to be uh, an America that is less free, less secure, and less prosperous. And we, we're, we just can't let that happen. Now, uh, when you, uh, uh, you were a Democratic senator in your entire life until the, your last term when you were challenged, and maybe that was the maybe you were the beginning of uh, uh, of the left uh, uh, wing of the Democratic Party creating challenges for the common sense Democrats. Um, uh, and something similar is going on now. Uh, the Democratic, uh, uh, the they just voted to give Ukraine money uh, for yeah. uh, for for the war, and they also voted to give Israel money, but a right. small amount of money in comparison to what the real ask is. And what the GOP senators are saying to these Democratic senators: Why don't you protect? Uh, why don't you protect our borders, the United States borders, before we worry about protecting the Ukrainian borders? And we'll give you all the money you want for Israel, and we'll give you all the money you want from the Ukraine. Why can't they well, come to a solution? 
there's no good reason, John. You're talking common sense now. Uh, too much of Washington is still, uh, they walk in lockstep uh, to their party. But um, really, much as I support aid to Ukraine and Israel, I think right up there, equally important to America, maybe even a little more important because it's America, it's our own crisis here at home, is the uh, uh, regaining uh, control of our borders. John, you know, I'm the grandson of four people who immigrated to America from uh, Central and Eastern Europe. I've always been pro-immigration. Immigration, new immigrants really helped to make our country strong and, and as uh, uh, entrepreneurial, innovative as it's been. But but you can't have open borders. You've got to have rules. You can't just come in here. And now people all around the world uh, are, are, are deciding they can either for good reasons, that they want to uh, live a better life, or for bad reasons, because they want to come in here and cause us harm. They're coming from everywhere. They're coming from China and Asia and Africa, and, and uh, it's not just Mexico and, and Central and Latin America now. We've got to stop it, and it's only going to be stopped with a bipartisan agreement by members of Congress. And frankly, uh, I would say to the Democrats, who, who and, and some of them anyway, are resisting this, that it, it's not only the right thing to do for the country to reestablish the rule of law at our borders, but frankly, it's the right thing for the Democratic Party to do politically, because if this problem is not solved, I will tell you that it will be as important uh, when people go to vote in November next year as uh, inflation and the economy. Uh, because it's just I, I've never seen it like this, just out of control, and uh, America can't handle it. So I, I hope and pray that when Congress comes back, uh, the Democrats, and it's got to be led by President Biden, he's the leader of the Democratic Party, will negotiate a compromise and come to an agreement that strengthens our borders and changes some of the rules on asylum, which are being uh, taken advantage of now by people coming in uh, and uh, uh, force our allies in Mexico, neighbors, to play a more aggressive role in stopping people from coming across the border. When you think about it, more than 10,000 people a day coming over illegally, which is what happened in one of the days. Out of control. Out of control completely. I mean, I, you know, I had a a Democratic... uh, a former congressman on, and I said to him, yep. give me a reason. Give me a reason why they can't sit down at a table and protect the United States borders. Right, right. There's no I can't get reason. a reason. But you know what? Because uh, each party, unfortunately, uh, and here I focus on the Democrats, tries to pacify, uh, in a way, the most extreme part of the party. So there's a lot of uh, people on the left of the Democratic Party uh, don't want to really uh, uh, have an agreement on border security. and uh, But the party, the leadership, and again, starting with President Biden, have to reject that. I mean, they have to do what's best for the country. And as I said, ironically... Yeah, you you say it often. It's not about being Democratic or being a Republican. It's about being an American. Absolutely. I mean, this is uh, people are reacting to the Immigration, illegal immigration, border security 
crisis as uh, members of one or another party, but this is a threat to America. And uh, they got to take it that way and negotiate a, a compromise. And I hope and pray <laughs> that they, they will do that in January when they come back. It's uh, we got Yes, we got two minutes left. And we, we, we talked about two very important issues. Now, you're also uh, chairman of uh, uh, the No Labels um, uh, Party right. or No Labels Movement. And uh, uh, they were thinking about running a third-party candidate, uh, Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin, who is a common-sense guy, is out there yep. uh, making noises. Um, uh, Robert Kennedy, I can't, you know, common-sense, I don't understand why President Biden doesn't give him Secret Service protection. I mean, the man needs it. Yeah, yeah, it's probably right. I hadn't thought about that, Jim, probably right. Well, uh, no labels. First off, thanks for saying what you did. We're not a party. We're a, we're a nonprofit group, and we're focused now on uh, getting uh, a third line on the ballot in all 50 states. So we're making good progress at it, and we want to leave open the option uh, to put together a bipartisan unity ticket for America. If, if it looks like that'll be something constructive to do, and maybe we even have a chance to win, although... History doesn't say that's likely, but honestly, I've never seen this much uh, anger at the two major parties and uh, this high uh, uh, a disappointment about the fact that uh, we may be left with a choice of Presidents Trump and Biden once again. And, you know, on the polling, 60, 70 percent of the American people say, please give us another choice. So we want to get on the ballot so we can uh, have the option next year, March, April, of, of doing something really unprecedented in America, at least since Abraham Lincoln, which is to nominate a bipartisan, really put America first, unity ticket. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We haven't decided. Joe Manchin certainly deserves to be considered uh, as our candidate if he's interested. But there are a lot of others. Larry Hogan, the former Republican governor of uh, Maryland is another. And there are some surprise people from outside of politics who also have started to talk to us. So we'll see. I'm I'm grateful to be involved, John, in the No Labels movement. It gives me an opportunity after I'm out of elective office to try to get our politics and government back on the track where it's not all about party. It's really about what's what's how do we solve problems for the American people? That's what we're absolutely, what and it gives us an opportunity to make a difference in the world. Amen. Thank you, John. Well, Senator, Happy New Year, and uh, may it be a good year for our country and our, our families. And God bless you, and uh, enjoy uh, New Year's Eve tonight. And uh, we'll talk in the new year. God bless you. I look forward to it. Take care, my friends. Thank you.